Welcome to Boss of My Money podcast, your number one choice for bite-sized lessons on how to take care of your coins and achieve financial success. I am your host, Esther Bangura, the founder and budgeting expert at Boss of My Money. So whether it's improving your money habits, developing a wealthy mindset, becoming debt-free, saving money, or learning how to invest, girl, say no more because you are in the right place. If you want to get started with paying yourself first, why not get your hands on one of my amazing freebies, the roadmap to paying yourself first and my free budget sheet at bossofmymoney.co.uk. So now it's time to put the kettle on, make yourself a cup of tea and join me in today's episode. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Hi y'all, welcome to Boss of My Money. This is episode number 17 and today I want to talk to you about the pros and cons of couples getting married during a pandemic. Oh my goodness, like I couldn't imagine. I remember when I was planning my wedding. So I got married in Sierra Leone. Um, I met John on our holiday romance trip. Um, and we fell in love and we had like long distance relationship for a, about a year and a half. We were friends for a year and a half, started dating for a year and a half, and then we decided to get married. And so my wedding was going to always happen in Sierra Leone. So I can imagine. Like right now, people who had plans, you know, for their wedding, either it being a holiday destination or just going back to their homeland to get married and the the effect of COVID and the pandemic it's had. But it's not stopped people from getting married. Um, a lot of people have moved their wedding sort of to a later date. And some people are just like, what the heck? Let's just get on with it. So, you know, a large part of the world's population is under lockdown and social distancing rules have still been enforced in different parts of the world. I know like in America, they're a lot more open than in the UK, as I'm recording this podcast um, in, in March. Um, but a lot of people are like, what the heck? We are going to tie the knot regardless, right? Regardless of a crisis, regardless of the limitations, we're going to tie the knot. Um, it just meant that couples have had to kind of go about planning their wedding in a different way. So in the past 12 months, you know, we've seen everyday life celebrations, you know, with family and friends, um, it has come to a pause, right? Instead of large gatherings and big ceremonies, couples have they've had to get married in in a simple and a more intimate, you know, ceremonies, resulting in like the average wedding costs being lower than usual, which I feel like is a good thing because a lot of people tend to go over budget and spend money that they don't have on their wedding, and they forget that life has to happen after the wedding. So I feel like. If there is one good thing about getting married now is that it's likely to cost less depending on the type of wedding you want to have. So let's look at before and after the pandemic. What were weddings like before and what were, what are weddings like now? Right. So during the pre pandemic time, you know, the wedding timeline, they were predictable and concrete. So you'd set your timeline. And literally from the point you got engaged, you were committed to a date to get married by. So as the coronavirus, can I even say it? As the coronavirus pandemic hit, 
the wedding timeline is basically gone out the window, right? Um, weddings have had to pivot. Um, there's complicated logistics, you know, where it's just been a lot. I've spoken to people that have got married and it's just been a lot, you know, weddings are stressful anyway, but then imagine in a pandemic when one minute things are open, one minute things are closed, you know, one minute you can have this many people and all of that. Um, so I guess in the pandemic, we've been reintroduced to what is called the small micro weddings and virtual ceremonies, right? Um, and although this is not what a lot of people desire, it can cause less financial stress, right? So let's talk about the challenges of getting married in a pandemic, right? So getting married during a pandemic it hasn't been easy for a lot of couples that I've spoken to. One of the biggest problems that couples have faced is the change of plans, like frequently changing until that day comes and all the different um, announcements that the government is making. I think things have settled down a bit more now where in the wedding sort of industry, you kind of know, right, you can only have 15 people. You can only do this. You can only do that. Things have got better, but before, like a few months ago, um, let's say six to eight months ago, it was just all over the place. Um, social distancing rules, government regulations evolving all the times. It just means that it's impossible to, it was impossible. It, it still is impossible in some sort of countries to decide how many guests and how to kind of coordinate all your different suppliers in such a short notice because you're forever changing things. And sometimes like vendors dropping off because there could be an outbreak of COVID in that particular, you know, venue and just having to reschedule and postpone things altogether. It's been a big mess for a lot of people. Right. But people are still getting married, you know, and I hope that regardless of the pandemic, that their wedding day has been like the best day of their life. And, you know, that union and that time with the most important people in the room has been amazing. And I'm just even just thinking about this a bit more, like you would want your grandparents there and because of COVID and everything and them being elderly, you want to protect them. So people have really had to make some tough choices, you know, getting married during the pandemic. So let's look at some of the benefits of getting married. During, during the pandemic, right? It's not all doom and gloom of getting married in the pandemic. It's opened a lot of opportunities for couples to save money on expensive venues and ensure that guest numbers are reduced since you can't have lots of people at your wedding. It means that you don't need as big of a venue. You don't need to cater for food and drinks, um, you know, for so many people. Also things that you're renting, you're likely to just have a bridesmaid or even no bridesmaid. Like your costs reduce significantly, right? Even paying for family and friends to travel down, like you're saving money and they are also saving money because where they would have had to hire a car and drive to your wedding, they can just join from the comfort of their home, which is not always ideal, but hey, You've also saved them money in terms of, you know, all the things that they would need to do to get to your wedding, right? So planning a wedding also offers the opportunity to hold the event any day of the week. So traditional weddings tend to be on a weekday. In most cases, when you get married during the week, you're saving a lot of money because venues um, just tend to be a lot more cheaper. So with everybody being at home, 
you know, during the week, it's easier to just do your wedding in a weekday and it costing less with the venue. Um, whereas getting married on the weekend, they're typically higher because they're more in demand. Another benefit of planning a wedding um, in such situations is that it allows you to keep a budget, right? Because a lot of expenses are no longer there. Um, you want to make sure that you plan an affordable wedding, that you don't get into debt, you know, with, with your wedding. Because you have to think about after your wedding, you have to think about after your wedding, are you going to be, you know, moving in together or just you need to buy new furniture, all of that stuff. There's so many expenses that comes after the wedding day. And so by making sure that you have a budget that you can stick to for your wedding, um, it will just help to take the pressure off, right? Um, and also as well, because there's certain things you can't have at your wedding, um, it just takes the pressure off of wanting an expensive wedding or wanting to have things at your wedding because it's the norm to okay, well, I guess we can't have that because of the pandemic and the rules. Um, so you're just not going to have it. And I just hope that after the pandemic and we sort of get back to some sort of normality, that people question, you know, certain wedding traditions, you know, that they partake in. Do, do, they, do you need to? Like, do you honestly need to have that? Are you doing it because all of your friends have had it, all of your family have had it. Like it needs to make financial sense for you. So really look at any sort of traditions that you're trying to uphold that just don't make sense to you and that may put you um, out of pocket. So while getting married now may seem less expensive, it can still be a costly celebration because we have to realize that some people's jobs are at stake some people have lost jobs. So there could be people that were planning to get married and then the pandemic hit. They've already paid for certain things. The date was like a month or two away and then they lose their job. So as much as some people are able to save money, getting married even now, as cheap as it may be, may still be a costly expense for some people whose jobs have been impacted. So I mentioned about micro weddings, right? And really getting married now is very similar to having a micro wedding. Micro weddings have always been around. They've just not been that popular. Um, But as a result of the COVID-19 safety restrictions, micro weddings have become a thing. They're a lot smaller in size. Um, They're much cheaper, although not necessarily all of the time, because just because you have five people at your wedding doesn't mean that like your budget won't be five grand. It depends the quality, the the value you want to give, the experience you want to create. Your wedding dress might be the most expensive thing or, you know, your your caterers might be the most expensive thing. So just because you've got 20 guests, it doesn't mean that it's always cheap, right? Um, But micro weddings, they kind of eliminate the stress of, planning a really big wedding, you know, for, for a hundred or 150 guests, you know, it does reduce the stress. Um, but in saying that planning a wedding for 20 guests can still be stressful. Right. But again, it just depends the type of wedding that you're having. And I think whether you have 20 guests or whether you have hundreds of guests, um, it's just important that that day is meaningful and it's special to you and your loved ones. Right. So there are big questions concerning 
you know, this present situation, are micro weddings here to stay? Um, or are people going to get excited and go back to three, you know, guests of 300 and start throwing extravagant parties to celebrate their big day? That is a question for you. And if you're planning to get married, I would love to know your thoughts on that. So um, the action for you this this week is if you are planning to get married, I have created a free wedding budget worksheet for you that you can use to plan your big day and to make sure that you have all the expenses um, planned for and that you have a wedding that is within your budget. Um, And the budget worksheet, it will help you to plan and to also track your expenses for your big day. Thank you so much for listening. And if you're listening to this and you're planning to get married, do get in touch. Um, The email address is within the show note. Um, or you can send me a DM on Instagram and just let me know your thoughts. Like, how is it going? Um, what are the benefits to you getting married now? And what are the challenges that you're facing? I would love to know. Thank you again for listening to Boss of My Money podcast with Esther. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode. And if you'd like me to answer any of your questions, you can include your name or it can be anonymous. Then do send your questions to esther at bossofmymoney.co.uk. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. I would really appreciate it if you took time to also rate and review this podcast. Stop by at bossofmymoney.co.uk for more details on how you can get started on your financial success journey. See you again on the next episode.